Welcome to the New Bridge broadcast with the services from New Bridge Baptist Church, located on Cleveland Highway, one mile north of the State Patrol Office, near the entrance to Laurel Park. Pastor Milton Harris invites you to join them for their services all week long, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and on Wednesday night. Now let's join the services already in progress from the New Bridge Baptist Church of Gainesville. Stand with us and turn to page 284.
Genesis chapter 3, let's look at verse number 21. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. Kind of big thought today is the grace of God. Let me just say that that word grace is found some 159 times in our King James Version of the Bible. Grace can simply be defined as the unmerited favor of God toward mankind. William Evans has said that grace is favor. God is able to show mankind because Christ died for them. That word grace is a big word. We know it's it's unmerited God's favor toward us. We know that we're living in a dispensation of grace. And then we look in the Word of God and we find that that word grace is first mentioned in Genesis chapter 6, verse 8, where the Word of God said, But Noah found grace in the eyes of God. But let me point out something to you. That may be where it's first mentioned, but that's not where grace is first demonstrated in the Word of God. We begin to look here in our scriptures and we see that sin in this chapter has entered into mankind. And we find with that sin it has brought shame, it has brought sorrow, and it has brought separation. You say, what do you mean? Well, God would come down before time and he would uh, fellowship and commune with Adam and Eve Can you imagine being able just to be in the presence of Almighty God in fellowship with Him? Well, what happened now is they have sinned. uh, Their eyes are opened. They see their nakedness, and it brings shame. And they tried to sow fig leaves to cover it. Then, let me say, it brought sorrow because when God come down to meet with them again, they hid themselves. I don't know about you, but that would bring great sorrow. If you and I thank God that we're born again and thank God that those of us that are saved are born again and we have a relationship with the Father, but wouldn't it be something if we had to go hide from Him? That would be sorrow, wouldn't it? But let me say it brought separation because they did hide themselves and because that uh, there. They no longer had that same relationship because of sin. And spiritually speaking, when they sinned, they died there in the Garden of Eden. They didn't suffer physical death, but because of sin, physical death would be coming. And I'm going to tell you what, physical death, as I said, we're either going to go out of here in in the rapture, or we're going to go out of here by the way of the grave, But we're not going to stay here forever, praise God. Amen. So I thank God for his grace. But we begin to see here in this chapter how that sin has come in and how the punishment for sin is going out. There's going to be war, he says there. He said between, uh, let me just read that in verse 15, where, and I will put enemy between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise 
his heel. In other words, uh, there there's going to be a war, there's going to be conflict from now on because of sin. And he's made a prophecy here. You want to see a prophecy first mentioned? Uh, here we see he foretells of the Lord. I told you this is a big subject you pray for. Hey, he foretells of the Lord Jesus Christ coming to pay that price for sin. So there's conflict, there's war. But then there's woe. He tells the woman, he said, childbirth is now going to be agonizing. It's going to be sorrow and painful. There's the woe. And then the work. He told Adam, he said, hey, listen, now by the sweat of thy face you're going to work, but there's going to be thorns and thistles. See, before in the Garden of Eden, work was pleasurable. But now work's not pleasurable. I kind of believe that when we get to heaven, uh, that work will be pleasurable again. You'd have your own thought about that anyway. So we see here now that the consequences have, are, is being handed out. But man here has made an attempt to cover his own sins by sowing the fig leaves together. And God has made it very clear that man's attempt to make things right with him, God's making it very clear uh, there that uh, man trying to do something other than Jesus Christ is not going to work. It's not going to work. Man today is still doing that. It's not, man today is trying, hey, religion, religion, religion. I'm going to tell you what, I know you you probably quench at this, but I'm, I believe religion, religion is going to send more people to hell than anything because they're trusted in their religion. I'm not going to heaven because I'm Baptist. I'm going to heaven because I'm born again. Amen. And everybody that will be in heaven with me will be there because they've been born again into the family of God. But man cannot do it. If man could do it, Jesus Christ would not have had to come to start with. But we could not pay that sin debt. But I'm glad Jesus was willing to come. Amen. But I want you to see the grace of God at work in this verse. First of all, we see the, the provision of his grace. Look with me right quick. First of all, and it's the sacrifice. He said, unto Adam and unto his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. What we see in this is that an animal had to die. There had to be some bloodshed to make this temporary covering for Adam and Eve's sin. For the wages of sin is death, but thank God for the gift of God, the gift of God which is through Jesus Christ our Lord. The writer of Hebrews says, And almost all things are by law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood there's no remission. Ephesians 5.2 says, And walk in love as Christ also have loved us, and have given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice of God for a sweet, savor, sweet smelling savor. But this man, after he offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. I'm going to tell you what, as this animal in the Garden of Eden had to die, it was a type of the Lord Jesus Christ coming to die for our sins. 
Jesus did come, and he did die for our sins. He paid that sin debt that we could not pay. You see, that sacrifice had to be an animal without spot, without blemish. Thank God that's what Peter said Jesus Christ was. A lamb without spot, without blemish. If they'd have been anything in Jesus Christ's life, if they'd been any sin in his life, he could not have been that supreme sacrifice. But praise God, hey, I'm telling you, he was that perfect sacrifice. I'm going to tell you what, it's by the grace of God. It's, un God, hey, it's the unmerited favor of God now. He's showing Adam and Eve. It's the unmerited favor of God hey, that he has, is making a way for us. He's making a way for them here in the Garden of Eden. He's made, he's made a way for us through Jesus Christ. I've never done anything to deserve Jesus coming and dying on the cross. I won't ever do anything to deserve that. But thank God for His grace and for His love. Oh, my goodness. The sacrifice. So we see here the sacrifice. Here in the Garden of Eden, typifying the Lord Jesus Christ coming and being that sacrifice. This is all the grace of God. You know what God could have done? He could have said, well, they failed. Gone. Gone. But He didn't. Out of love and out of grace, He began to provide for them away. Oh my goodness. You know, sometimes somebody said, Well, why in the world did he put that uh, tree of the knowledge of good and evil even in the garden? If he just left that out, well, you see, God doesn't want little robots that have no choice. He wants those that choose to serve him, choose to love him, choose to accept him. I. I don't want people just to be around me just because they have to, except for Lydia, okay? <laughs> All right. But I want people to be around because they ch choose to be around me. And so that's the way God, God wants to have fellowship with people that want to have fellowship with him. Amen. Thank God. So, so thank God for the sacrifice. But then, secondly, in this, we see the, the substitution. Who deserved to die? In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve. But who died in their place? The animal. What did the scripture tell us? He said, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Paul and the Lord's telling us Jesus Christ not only was our sacrifice, but he was our substitute. Mm. Come here, David. Just a second. I would go. I would go down there, but you may have to bend down just a little bit. Okay, all right. In the, in the Old Testament time, when they were bringing that sacrifice to the priest, they would come. Now, only the, the priest could offer up the offering. But you know what would happen? The one bringing the sacrifice would place his hand on the head of that animal, and he would identify with that animal. And what he was saying is, I'm the one that deserves to die, but you're dying in my place. You're taking my place. Praise God. Thank you, David. Hey, what a wonderful picture of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know what happened back in 1969 
When I went to that altar and I asked Jesus Christ to save my lost soul, well, I was saying, hey, I'm the one that deserves to die. I'm the one that deserves to go to the cross. I'm the one that deserves hell. But praise God, you went in my place. Isn't that wonderful? I don't know about that. almost makes us shout a little bit, won't it? And so here in the Garden of Eden, we see God's grace at work. Him provided a sacrifice. He's provided a, a substitute. But praise God, He's not only done that, but He's provided salvation. He's provided salvation. He's provided a way for them to be saved as He has to, for us through Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness. For God so loved the world that He what? gave His only begotten Son that Whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm going to say, God has provided a way for us through Jesus Christ today. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his grace. Oh, think about this. He says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given, uh, um, uh, whereby, um, given among men, whereby we must be saved. I always get that tongue-tied. That's why I typed it out. But there is hey, salvation in another. Get this. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to attain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Think about this in Titus 2, where he said, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and that glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that, we might re that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. I'm going to tell you what... <laughs> Uh, the grace of God that bringeth salvation. Have I know he's talking about has appeared in the Lord Jesus Christ. That was, hey, the grace of God appearing to all men. Aren't you glad that it's a whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved? It's a whosoever. It's not just for the Jew, not just for the Gentile. It's for a whosoever. It's not just for the rich. It's just for the poor. It's for a whosoever. It's not just for the tall or just for the short. Hey, listen, it's for a whosoever. It's not just for the young or just for the old. It's for a whosoever. Thank God for His grace. And we see here uh, in Genesis, if we can just grasp this uh, there, how... Oh, me. God provided grace even here in Genesis 3 and how God continues to provide grace. Hey, listen, you're here by the grace of God today. You're here by the grace of God. I am what I am by the grace of God. The fact that I can do whatever I can is by the grace of God. Folks, I'm going to tell you what. We are to be thankful. Hey, listen, mercy is God holding back that that we do deserve. But here comes grace coming in and giving us that that we don't deserve. And we ought to get on our knees and thank God for loving us uh, and for his mercy and for his grace every day. God for his grace. I'm going to tell you what, his grace is further demonstrated uh, here. I'm, I'm going a little bit off. I, I knew I wouldn't be able to stick with this. Listen, 
But I'm going to tell you what. God's grace is further demonstrated in this chapter in the fact that he drove Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. You say, now wait a minute. How in the world is that God's grace driving them out of a paradise? Well, I'm going to tell you what. In that garden was the tree of life. And in that, uh, there they could have taken and eaten and would have been eternally doomed. And God said, I'm, I'm, in my grace, I'm going to drive them out. I'm going to push them out. And at that entrance, he puts flaming swords so they could not enter back in. I'm going to tell you something. Isn't it wonderful when the grace of God, when you and I born again and we're saved, those flaming swords aren't in front of paradise. Them flaming swords are in front of hell. And we don't, have, hey, we don't ever have to worry about drifting off and falling into hell. There's no way because of the grace of God. See, the grace of God was good and that he provided a way so that they would not be in that, provided a way that you and I would not be in that state forever and ever. Noah found grace in the God. Hey, that's protection. God protected Noah. Well, we can just go on down uh, through the Old Testament into the New Testament and see how God has protected time and time again. How God has provided time and time again. I'm going to tell you what, in our difficult times, God provides. Let me say this, because His grace is based on love. But God commended His love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us so we can be assured of the fact that nothing can separate us from the love or the grace of God for Paul said all that in Romans 8 38 and 39 that he was persuaded oh listen if he gave that list shall be able to separate us from the love of God I want to tell you as, as Eric said in Sunday school God loves the sinner and he loves the saint. And those that are in hell today are there by their own choosing. God still loves them, but God's just honoring their choice. He's just honoring their choice. Well, I don't know. The grace of God. Oh, my goodness. I've said it's a big subject. But right here, all the way back over in the book of Genesis, we find God's grace demonstrated time and time again and in your life and in my life we can see the grace of God being demonstrated time and time and time again thank God for his wonderful grace 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville with us are in